0: This podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. That's Manscaped.com. Get 20% off and pre-shipping with the code STSPOD20. STSPOD20.
1: Right Notes, the first book by Twitter influencer Lance Levine. It's a wild ride down a path of musical adventure that recaps many random run-ins with rock royalty, such as U2, Slash, The Ramones, The Googa Dolls, and many more, and all the crazy occurrences that have happened to him that trace back to music. All The Right Notes is 209 pages, sure to bring a smile to your face and to remind you how much music has probably touched your life as well
2: all the right notes available now on amazon in paperback for 14.99 and on kindle for all you tech warriors for 9.99 also at local chicago bookstores as well as rolling stone records on harlem and irving if you can't find it ask for it by name all the right notes by lance levine and i have been told i could not put it down i read it all in one day so order it now and see what all the fuss is about
0: You want the best, you got the best. The best little wrestling podcast in the business. All episodes on www.stspod.club. Do you enjoy all the shows here on stspod.club? Well, cash app us at $BTSTS. Do you not have the app? Download it and get $5 by using the code dollar sign btsts that's dollar sign btsts
2: Nation how we doing today? Hey, we it is May. And I don't know if you've heard but it's Memphis in May. So Record Store Nation, we are going to do a special episode, a couple special episodes actually in May and Munyeka is chiming in to let you know how how she's feeling about this album today. Anyway, so before we get started with the special theme here, we're going to of course thank our house band, it's Beef Stewardess for our opening theme music. So we really enjoy that opening theme music. And Beef Stewardess is one of my favorite opening acts of all time. So we are doing a special, a special month of episodes here, not only on the other shows on the network, but we're going to do it on the record store also. So myself and Mr. Brian Trammell, also known in some parts of the world as Will Brian Trammell, uh, have decided that we're going to do a slight twist on the normal record store, uh, uh, concept where I grab an album at random. So because everything is involving Memphis and we wanted to include this in that um, that whole genre and theme for the month... We're going to. We worked with uh, Shangri La Records, who, which is a record store in Memphis that has all kinds of cool stuff, as you heard on the commercial, or you will hear on the commercial if you haven't heard it yet. So, all kinds of cool stuff. The kind of place that I could definitely spend some time in because I love spending time in record stores of all sorts. So, they are working with us, and they have given us a couple albums to give away as contest prizes to you guys, as well as a very cool T-shirt. I have it right in front of me here. It's purple. And, man, I want it really badly, so i'm I'm jealous of whoever's gonna win this. So you're gonna win three CDs, uh, two of which I'm probably going to talk about in this month's episodes, as well as the T-shirt. So from Shangri-La Records. So a very big thanks to them for working with us on this and sponsoring this month's worth of episodes. So that being said, uh mr bt asked me if i would review instead of doing the normal pull of albums from my voluminous wall of cds i am going to pull uh two of the three cds that they sent me to talk about this month so i'm going to pull them randomly so out of uh two out of the three will get grabbed so i believe they have about a 66.6 percent chance thank you scott steiner of being pulled for this month's uh record store episodes so anyway, so Brian had told them to send me some rock and roll because that's what I like. They didn't necessarily send me rock and roll, but hey, it's music. I don't care. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to tell you what I think, uh, tell you some thoughts about the band and what I thought about the album. So that is the story of this month. So I got this care package from Shangri-La Records. It came in my mailbox a couple days ago. And this play it was very cool. I got to admit, it was very cool getting this uh Padded, big giant padded envelope stuffed in my mailbox with all kinds of cool stuff in it. I got some stickers from them. I'm always a big fan of stickers, so thank you, Shangri-La, for that as well. Um, so I open up this package, and I've got three CDs in there, and I've got the T-shirt. So one of the CDs, these are the the theme, of course, is that they sent me Memphis artists. So I should have made that clear. They didn't just send me, oh, the Rolling Stones or, you know, some other bands that they might happen to have at the record store. But they... um They sent Memphis artists, indie artists that I obviously have never heard of because I'm from Chicago and I don't follow that scene. But hey, I'll listen to it. I want to check it out. I'm always open for new experiences and listening to music. So let me see what they sent. So I open it up. The first CD is from a guy named John Paul Keith, which sounded like the Beatles. I, I, I don't know. One of the members. I don't know. Three of the members of the Beatles. I don't remember if there was a Keith. But anyway, John Paul Keith was the first CD that I looked at. Second one was Mark Edgar Stewart. So I'm like, okay, is there a theme here? They're only sending me artists that have three first names? What's the deal? So John Paul Keith and then Mark Edgar Stewart. So the third one screwed up the pattern. It was from a band called Loose Opinions. So that reminded me of something to do with P3 Radio, but that's for another time and a place. So anyway... I shuffled the albums and I grabbed the first one that I that I out of the three, and it ended up being the Mark Edgar Stewart album. So on the credits of this album, it says that he plays acoustic guitar, cheap harmonica, and bass. Uh, so I don't, aren't all harmonicas cheap? There can't possibly be expensive harmonicas. Well, there probably are. You know, in this day and age, there's probably expensive, great harmonicas. But anyway, I always thought harmonica is something you pick up at the dollar store, but that's another story. Uh, Probably pissed off a few listeners there. Anyway, uh, also on the credits, it lists a Sean Zorn as playing the skillet. Uh, I will go on record. I do not remember hearing a skillet listening to the album back. I don't think I heard a skillet. But also on the credits, Susan Russell is credited for, quote, cookies. So not sure. It's not really spelled out very clearly. Did she play the cookies? Did she bake cookies and bring it to the artists as they were performing? I don't know. But Susan Russell is credited for Cookies, so good for her. Uh, The album is produced by the, quote, Blue-Eyed Bitches. There's that also. So there's some fun stuff on the credits here, so I'm liking this. Uh, And also, Mark Edgar Stewart, MES, we call it. We're insiders. We call him MES in the business. So Mess. Uh, So Mess dedicated the album to his mom, and he says, Sorry for the two curse words. So I listened intently. I caught one, did not catch a second one, so I'm not sure if maybe hell counts as a curse word for this guy, but I did not hear a second one. I did hear Asshole once, and that's coming up in one of the songs. So he apologized to his mom on the album, so that was very nice. Uh, Also, gotta say, it's a 2022 release, so this album is fresh. It's uh, I think it came out maybe a month ago, so very new release, so we're definitely talking about some brand new music here this time. So very cool. Uh, I did a little bit of research on this guy. obviously, I don't know who Mark Edgar Stewart is. you know, you wouldn't know who an artist is that comes from you know locally from Phoenix, Arizona or Little Rock, Arkansas or you know Dallas, whatever. but so I did some research what I, what little I could find out about the guy. So this is his fourth album, which is pretty cool. you know, he's been around for a little bit. Uh, critics compare him to randy newman and bob dylan so i don't know who these critics are the randy newman connection i can see in listening to the music the bob dylan not really but there is an artist that man i how the critics don't miss missed this connection rather how they did not compare him to this guy that i'm going to get to is beyond me because there's such an obvious connection with this guy so it little bit of Randy Newman I would say just probably in the, the the subtle comedy bits subtle comedy I guess to the music but I don't not necessarily see a lot of Bob Dylan in this guy either but anyway so he was an Arkansas guy Mark Edgar Stewart or Mess you know as I've dubbed him now hopefully that takes you know that catches on and he starts releasing merch and t-shirts and stuff with mess on it but anyway uh he's an Arkansas guy, got into music while all the other kids were getting into sports. Uh, really, his dad pushed him into music. His dad was very, uh, not like the typical soccer dad or football dad or whatever you want to call him that pushed their kids into sports. His dad recognized at an early age, his dad was a musician too, and his dad recognized at an early age that he was getting into music and said, yeah, go for it, do it, and was very inspirational for Stuart to get into music. So he got a scholarship to go to Memphis to, to study the stand-up bass in in music school there, and so he became a Memphis fixture after that. So seems like a good guy, seems like a real good dude, uh, tours the South a lot, it looks like he plays a lot of you know the local bar scene and local clubs down in the South, uh, playing his stand-up bass, and, as well as other things that he plays, as the mu- as the uh, credit said, like the cheap harmonica. Um Album is about 33 minutes long. There are no lyrics. It's an independent release, so obviously they're they're cutting corners and trying to save money, so they don't put the lyrics on here, but that's fine. You know, I'll work with that. So we start off with a song called Be Good, um, a very mellow acoustic song, acoustic guitar with bongos pretty much. Uh, sounds like a twangy voice that on the first song, on the first listen, twanginess to his voice, and I just can't place it. Um, it... It's Sorry, it's going to come to me uh, in a couple of songs here. It's going to come to me. But on that first song, I really couldn't place the sound of his voice. Um, very faint female harmonies on here. It basically sounded like a song you would hear at a hipster coffee shop, maybe in the South. Not Maybe not necessarily in the South, but definitely a hipster coffee shop kind of sound where, you know, you walk in to order your half-calf, decaf, m- mocha-calf latte soy and you know the that these guys are in the back playing in the back corner of the store um he's basically in the song be good he's preaching to be good to each other um has like the guitar has kind of a dreamy feel to it um it's him thanking his fans for coming to his shows and stuff and almost had by the time it was over it reminded me of like a a hawaiian like ukulele kind of influence to it like the kind of thing you would hear from a Hawaiian, in a Hawaiian bar, you know, that kind of music that you would associate with Hawaii. So kind of a weird, interesting cross between the South and Hawaii. I never really thought about that, but he kind of puts it together in this song, Be Good, to start the album. So, all right, second song is called Love is Clean. Not sure I agree with that, but anyway. uh, Here is where the connection to another artist that the critics really should have noticed comes through He sounds just like Willie Nelson. Um, It's so strong in this song, and numerous other songs after this one for some reason i didn't really pick up on it in that first song but man after and this love is clean you really hear how much this guy sounds like willie nelson so if you are a willie nelson fan i highly endorse this album because he sounds just like him uh it's kind of a fun like guitar picking song um i honestly in my notes i'm looking at it how anybody compared him to anybody but willie nelson is beyond me like the randy newman like i said in terms of material maybe the randy newman stuff with the sarcastic humor and so on uh bob dylan no way i i don't get the connection with bob dylan for once this for one this guy enunciates so i can understand what he's saying but i digress um and i will say that it's meant as a compliment to mark edgar stewart that he's got to be flattered if he hears somebody saying he sounds like willie nelson because obviously willie nelson in that community in that type of music willie nelson is a legend so I I would imagine he'd be flattered hearing that. So it's a whimsical song. Love is clean. He starts comparing love to all kinds of other things like an onion among other things. So I don't know about that, but okay. So there's the, there's the Randy Newman connection, I guess. So, all right. Third song is called fishing in heaven. Uh, it is basically, uh, him singing about what it's going to be like when he dies and that he will be off fishing and that's what he wants to do. So it had a Wurlitzer organ in the background behind him, just adding atmosphere to it, basically like a churchy kind of, you know, like where you would imagine, like a down south funeral celebration for somebody's life sounding like because there's the that organ playing in the background. So Fishing in Heaven, a very low-key song, just very much like the album itself, very low-key, kind of a downer, I will say. Fishing in Heaven, kind of a downer. But hey, you know, if fishing makes you happy, Mark, be happy and you do you. Uh, be happy if that's what you're going to be doing when after you die if there is fishing in heaven uh, good good for you go for it hope you enjoy it so that is the third song fourth song one of the highlights of the album for me song is called short fuse Uh, finally uh, after the first three songs this song has some life to it so a full band comes in harmonica the cheap harmonica as it were so Apparently, uh, you know, cheap harmonicas sound just as good as expensive harmonicas, so good for that. Uh, uh, Scientific studies have shown. So this song has some life to it. He's singing about uh, some energy, let's put it that way. Uh, Singing about his admittedly bad temper, but he says, hey, it's hereditary, you know, it's bad genes. He's got a bad temper. He's got a short fuse, but he's absolving himself of it, I guess, because he's saying it's hereditary. So he admits he's an asshole here. Again, this is one of the curse words that he he apologized to his mother for on the back of the album credits. Uh, I particularly was not offended by that line, but that's okay. Uh, This is what it would sound like if Willie Nelson was singing with a 50s-style group, basically. Like, if you think about the kind of music you would hear on Happy Days and 50s oldies that you would hear on the radio, but with Willie Nelson singing in the front of those kind, that kind of band, so like a Willie Nelson and the Comets, as it were, or something like that. So that's what it sounded like. Um, for me, this was the best song so far on the album. It was very full of energy. I enjoyed the fact that it was a full band playing, as opposed to you know an acoustic guitar and maybe some bongos. As far as like the simplicity and how spare some of the other songs were, so I enjoyed it. So what I will say is, I am glad, Mark. Edgar Stewart, that you have a bad temper because it spawned a decent song and a really fun song to listen to. So I am all for short fuse and the fact that you have a bad temper. So we're at that midway point, folks. We are going to take a break. I'm going to go feed muneka and make sure she uh, maybe per, you know uh, behaves herself on the second half of the episode. And we'll pay some sponsors, or they'll pay us. I don't know how that works. Maybe we'll hear from Shangri La Records, and we'll be right back with the second half of "Until We Meet Again." the album by Mark Edgar Stewart that we're talking about this time on the record store. Be back in a moment. I would like to tell you about Shangri-La records in Memphis, Tennessee. They are our sponsor for all episodes, Memphis. In May all the live feeds, and the record store. So Shangri-La is the South's most rockin' record store for over 30 years. Named one of the top record stores in the country by Rolling Stone, Paste Magazine, Business Insider, Southern Living, and once featured on VH1's Soul Cities, if you can believe that. They specialize in Memphis music, but they also carry vinyl, CDs, DVDs, VHS, posters, books, magazines, musical, stereo equipment, turntables. I need me a new turntable, so I'm gonna be hitting them up for that. All manner of pop culture memorabilia. It sounds like my kind of place. We buy, sell, and trade all of the above. They'll they'll work they'll hook you up. So they're located at 1916 Madison Avenue in Memphis, Tennessee, and You can even look for them on Facebook. So look up Shangri-La Records in Memphis. And thank you for sponsoring us. All episodes Memphis in May.
0: This episode is also brought to you by SpunkLoop.com. Remember when you're getting funky like a monkey, if you know what I mean, use Spunky. That's right. Go to www.spunkloop.com and tell them STS Pod sent you.
1: Right Notes, the first book by Twitter influencer Lance Levine. It's a wild ride down a path of musical adventure that recaps many random run-ins with rock royalty, such as U2, Slash, The Ramones, The Goo, Goo Dolls, and many more, and all the crazy occurrences that have happened to him that trace back to music. All The Right Notes is 209 pages, sure to bring a smile to your face and to remind you how much music has probably touched your life as well.
2: All the right notes available now on amazon in paperback for 14.99 and on kindle for all you tech warriors for 9.99 also at local chicago bookstores as well as rolling stone records on harlem and irving if you can't find it ask for it by name all the right notes by lance levine and i have been told i could not put it down i read it all in one day so order it now and see what all the fuss is about
0: our uber eats code eats dash brian t 24790 ue that's eat dash brian t 24790 ue use that code and get $20 off a $25 order Are you enjoying the episode? Well, cash app us. That's right. Dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. You don't have cash app? Download it and get $5. That's right. $5. That's dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. Dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. Hey, I just want to take a moment to tell you about Athletic Brewing Company. This might sound strange to some people. But ABC makes non alcoholic brews. That's right, I like to taste the beer with my food, but not the alcohol. If you go to tiny.1 STS pod 2022, that's tiny.1 STS pod 2022, and try a six pack, use that link. If you buy a six pack, you get one for free athletic brewing company
2: all right record store nation we are back it is memphis in may or may in memphis or whatever the trademark reads i don't know what we can get away with so i think we have to say it memphis dot 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 in may something like that maybe that's my uh the dustin star influence coming on me there as far as how i'm saying it so anyway We are doing a special-themed couple episodes of The Record Store this month. And thank you to our sponsors, by the way. Uh, So this month, we are only reviewing indie albums from Memphis, from artists from Memphis. So uh, the album that we chose this time is a guy by the name of Mark Edgar Stewart, Mess, as we have just dubbed him here. And hopefully, I'll get a cut of the percentage of the uh, t-shirt sales that that will surely lead to. Quit calling me Shirley. And the album is called Until We Meet Again by this guy, Mark Edgar Stewart. So I will hopefully have a shot of whiskey or bourbon or whatever Southern comfort. What is it that they drink down there? I don't know. Um, what did, When I went to Charleston, South Carolina, everybody drank Grand Marnier. So I had in a former life when I was a cashier at Walgreens and I was stuck in the liquor department numbers of times uh, and I got familiar with various types of liquor. We sold Grand Marnier, which is an orange liqueur and – it wasn't very popular, at least in Chicago. It wasn't very popular. It wasn't, you know, guys would come in and buy cases of Budweiser and, you know, whatever. They would buy other stuff, Smirnoff, vodka, whatever. They would buy other stuff. And so Grand Marnier just sat on the shelf, sat, sat, sat on the shelf, never sold it. Maybe we'd sell one or two bottles a month, whatever. So anyway, I go on a trip a couple of years, not, not too far back, but we go to uh, South Carolina and, and that's like the drink in Charleston, South Carolina, is Grand Marnier. And I have no idea why I'm off on this tangent, but they made us all these cocktails and different drinks with Grand Marnier. And I got to admit, it was, t- it was good. It was tasty. Each different, um, we were on this restaurant row with bars and restaurants and stuff, and Each place had a different feature and a different take on Grand Marnier. And so they even called it Grandma. That was like their cute moniker for Grand Marnier down there was Grandma. So I was like, what kind of Grandma drinks do you have? You know, that was what we would always be hearing when we would go into these different restaurants and bars. So it was pretty cool. I got to admit, it exposed me to the fact that Grand Marnier was actually a decent liqueur. So anyway... Whatever it is that they drink in Memphis, it's not barbecue sauce, although I'm pretty sure they have some pretty damn good barbecue sauce down there, too. Maybe next time, uh, Shangri-La Records, that you send me a care package, maybe include some of that damn good barbecue sauce that you guys have down there. Just saying. Just a thought. Anyway, let's get back on track here. We're completely off the rails. (laughs) So the album is Until We Meet Again by Mark Edgar Stewart. We're about halfway through. So... The fifth song is called Love Everybody, and from that title you can tell it's a very kumbaya song. It's about being a good person and loving everybody. I don't know that I necessarily endorse that philosophy. Uh there's a handful of people I love. They're named Sean and Amanda, that's pretty much it. And Munyeka, even though she's disrupting this broadcast as much as she possibly can today. So anyway, I all kidding aside, Love Everybody is a, a real kumbaya song about being a good person, loving everybody. Uh, again, the very dreamy Hawaiian kind of sound to this. So this guy definitely has some influences. Like, I, you know, the, again, the Randy Newman, Bob Dylan thing does not work for me. Uh, but more of a Hawaiian sound to it. So you can tell this guy listened to all kinds of music from around the world when he was coming up and really was a student of music. So Um, You could picture this guy singing this song at a luau, I mean, honestly, and that's how it sounds. It sounds so very much like that that steel guitar kind of sound and the ukulele kind of sound. This material fits perfectly. If he ever up and goes to Hawaii, I'm sure he'll probably have a cult following in, in Honolulu, I would say. So, all right, sixth song is called Throwing Rocks at Your Window. So... It opens with this guitar, this acoustic guitar that reminded me a lot of Michelle by the Beatles. Michelle. Uh, just very reminiscent of that. Doesn't It's not a ripoff by any means, but just that kind of sound to it. It just reminded me so much of Michelle as it started. Um, he's singing about driving through a snowstorm to get her attention. You know, it's cold, but he's throwing rocks at her window to get her to try to notice him. So... Um, what I will say is the song is not really fully formed. Um, I don't have the lyrics, but I listen to it pretty you know closely. um not fully formed because then what? Like you know, he talks about he's throwing rocks at her window, but he never expands on it after the fact. So like does she ever come out? Do they get together? Is you know, does she tell him to get lost? Does she call the police? Does he break the window? Who knows? I mean, we never really find out. So I was kind of disappointed in the fact that. He kind of starts off this premise of throwing rocks at the window, and it's a love song, you know, basically because he's trying to win this girl over, but we never find out what happens, so there needs to be a part two or something. There needs to be a follow-up to throwing rocks at your window so that we can find out what was the end result. You know, I'm guessing he broke the window, and she called the cops, and then he, you know, tucked his tail between his legs and ran off with his cheap harmonica. Anyway, all right, seventh song is called What's Louder Than Love. It is the question, what's louder than love? So a plus here is that it's another full band song. It is not just him and the cheap harmonica and the bongos. It's a full band, so that's a win. Uh, He lists a bunch of loud things, basically, because he's talking about what's louder than love. So he lists a hurricane, he lists a bomb, he lists all these other things that are loud. But there ain't nothing louder than love, is the the conclusion that he comes to. So it has kind of this like science sounds like kind of this eighties ZZ top kind of fuzzy guitar sound to it, but turned way down for sure. Um, not as boisterous as a, as a ZZ top song, but kind of that sound to it. So what's louder than love kind of an interesting song. Uh, enjoyed the fact again that mainly the fact that the whole band came in and played. So like that one. So, all right. Eighth song is called love letters. um, Starts like I couldn't put my finger on it at first, but it starts like an early Eagles song. I thought Desperado, it sounded like Desperado at first as it's starting. So, but then the Willie Nelson voice comes in. I, I haven't mentioned it in a few songs here, but practically every damn song after that first song sounds like Willie Nelson. So, uh, the Willie Nelson voice comes in, not Don Henley and not Glenn Fry. So, it does not sound like the Eagles any longer. So, but it, honestly listening to this guy especially this song among others listening to this makes me think this guy should really be doing a willie nelson tribute act on the road um what little i can tell because there's only the one picture of him on the album cover but what little i can see he doesn't look even remotely like willie nelson he looks kind of like a, a haggard Mickey Dolans from uh, The Monkees, kind of what he reminds me of. Look, that's kind of his look. So not at all like Willie Nelson, but he could do a Willie Nelson tribute act, but just they'd have to really do a lot of makeup and wardrobe and stuff to get him to look like Willie Nelson, but uh, maybe a wig with the ponytails. So, but he could do the sounding part for sure. So as the song's going on, as this Love Letter song is going on, it occurs to me it's not Desperado. It sounds like it's Tequila Sunrise. That's That's the Eagle song that it sounded like. So... Um, it's a song about a past love and the love letters that they sent back and forth to each other and the good memories that he shares with her, apparently, from that and how fond he is of the ti- that time in his life. So, love letters. Anything that sounds like the Eagles is going to get a thumbs up from me, except the Willie Nelson part. So, all right. Ninth song is called Coffin Half Full. So, I'm thinking when I read that title, Coffin Half Full, that it has to be a dark humor song. So, it starts out, believe it or not, it actually starts out very upbeat and fast paced. So he says, Welcome my friends to my funeral. So I'm like, Yeah, okay, dark humor song, that's pretty much what I pegged it for, just from the song title. So but very fast paced. Um he's telling about what an asshole he was in his life, and he still so, he still says he admits he acknowledges rather that he was a jerk in his life, but thank you for coming to my funeral. I'm sorry I died. Like, it's an inconvenience to these people to be at his funeral. So, he's apologizing for what a jerk he was in life, apologizing for dying, apologizing for wasting their time today. Uh, so, when listening to this, it reminded me of as a kid listening to Dr. Demento on the radio on late night, Sunday nights. You know, you'd fall asleep. I don't know what time they would play it in your markets, but they would always play Dr. Demento on the loop in Chicago at like ten, eleven o'clock on Sunday night when you're trying to go to sleep. Um, and Dr. Demento always featured like comedy songs, like the streak and, you know, just weird comedy songs. Most of the stuff, stuff you'd never heard of, uh, King Tut, you know, the Steve Martin stuff. So that kind of material. So this song being like a dark humor song like that, I figured this song would be a perfect Dr. Demento song. So I don't know if Dr. Demento is still alive or not. Probably not, but, because he was spinning the spinning the discs when we were kids. So anyway, so coffin half full, kind of a weird uh, dark humor song. So interesting song, interesting material from Mark Edgar Stewart on this one. And then we wrap up with the tenth song. It's called Good Times. Immediately when you see the title Good Times, you think of Esther Rolle. Am I am I wrong? Come on, you think of the sitcom Good Times. So and the Monkees had an album called Good Times that we talked about on here actually not that long ago. So but. The most familiar term when you think of Good Times is Esther Roll and the the TV show. So, nope, not anything even remotely close. It is a very low-key acoustic song. It's actually incredibly somber. So, I don't know if it's supposed to be irony um, or just the material is not matching the music. But how are you going to have a song called Good Times and have it be... So depressing, it, like it's so down, it's such a downer. So, if the times that you're singing about are so good, why is the music so depressing? I'm stu- struggling with this one because it just does not match. So, what it reminded me of was Simon and Garfunkel Sounds of Silence, it just sounded like that very somber, low key sound to it. And I just, I'm struggling with the fact that the song is called Good Times. If I did a song called "Good Times." If I was a band and I did a song called "Good Times," I would want it to be this over-the-top, boisterous, loud, Def Leppard kind of sound to it. Or even the the theme song to the TV show. I just don't know what the what the reasoning behind it, it had to be irony. It, I just unless this guy just doesn't understand. Like, well, wait, "Good Times" should be an upbeat kind of sound sound to it. I don't know. Anyway. I wasn't wasn't sure what to make of that song to close the album. So overall, I will say, nice little album. If you're into the blues and bluegrass type stuff, if you're into Willie Nelson, you would enjoy this album, I think. Um, it was an interesting album, and I really, again, I am such a big music fan. I will be more than happy to listen to other stuff that is not in my wheelhouse to see, you know, what do I like, what do I not like? I'm not going to say I'm going to like everything that I listen to. I'm not one of those kumbaya snowflake people that... I'm going to listen to any kind of music and love every kind of music. No, of course I'm going to have stuff. I love stuff that I hate stuff that is kind of in the middle. So this one's in the middle. So thank you to Shangri-La records in Memphis. Thank you so much for sending me the care package. I'm really enjoying doing this and doing the research for this. So hopefully you guys enjoy and hopefully some Memphis uh, local listeners get in there and you can always check out their website too. So, and check out, um, shangri-la records on facebook as well so thank you to them for sponsoring this month's worth of episodes thank you to brian for producing thank you to you guys trs nation for listening and you can join our patreon because you can win the three albums that i'm going to talk about in this month's set Uh, you can win the t-shirt from shangri-la records as well as well as other cool prizes when we spin the wheel at the end of the month so thank you to you guys. Join our Patreon. The instructions are at the end of the episode and at the beginning of the episode too, I'm sure. So we'll see you in a couple of weeks with another brand new episode of The Record Store from Memphis in May. And don't forget, I have fun everywhere I go and I've been to Memphis and I had a hell of a good time there. You can ask John McAdam about that. So anyway, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, guys. Have a great listen to any music that you're listening to today. Music is the key to all happiness. So we will see you soon. Thank you, Record Store Nation, for joining us for another fun-filled episode of the Record Store. You can support us if you so desire. Please support us. I have this terrible 7-Eleven hot dog habit that I have to support. Cash app us at dollar sign $BTSTS, or you can support us on Patreon. It's $3 a month, uh, www.patreon.com slash shooting the shiznit. And remember, there's no G in shooting. It's just shooting the shiznit. Uh, you can support us there. It's 3 bucks a month. You get uncut episodes. You get early episodes. You, get, uh, you find out what my favorite song of the album is on each episode of the record store. What if I grab an album that I end up from my own collection? What if I grab an album that I end up hating? this year and i can't find a song that i love so there's gotta be one right so you'll find out that you get that when you're a patreon you find you get the song uncut after the episode uh all kinds of contests that we do and prizes that we give away and like i said the early releases of the albums and so on you can find me on twitter it's at chocolatierll. ll yes it's a parody because i used to work for godiva and they called us chocolatiers so that's the explanation there C-H-O-C-O-L-A-T-I-E-R-L-L. That is me on Twitter for all kinds of sundry, bizarre stuff. Uh, You can find my book on Amazon. It's called All the Right Notes. It's my odyssey throughout rock and roll throughout my entire life. Uh, Look up All the Right Notes on Amazon by Lance Levine. You can also find it in the Chicago market at Rolling Stone Records. You can find me on Facebook, Lance Levine, L-E, capital V-I-N-E, because, you know, I'm classy like that. Got to have a capital V in there. Uh, You can go to stspod.club for the archives if you want to find our episodes about Hearts or Cheap Trick or Tom Petty or Lindsey Buckingham or Stevie Nicks, or any of the other artists that we've done throughout 2021. It's been a great year uh, with much more to come. So if you want to check out some other podcasts that I'm a fan of, uh, if you want to stick with music, I'm a big fan of Playlist Wars. Uh, My guys Brian and Gomez doing Playlist Wars where they have, they debate better playlist from each go- each other. Uh, Nixology from the Mysterious Steven. Haven't had an episode in a while, but hopefully they're coming back soon. Uh, documenting the career of Stevie Nicks, so you know, I'm a big fan of that. And if you want junk food related stuff, it is my guys, Jay and Rick, at the I'm Fat Podcast. Today, always a good time listening to those guys talk about junk food and restaurants and so on. So, thank you again, Record Store Nation. Stick with us. We're going to have tons of stuff coming out. And remember... Nights are forever without you.